I'm going to begin today by clarifying or solidifying my position uh, from a political, societal, philosophical standpoint. I suppose if you look at my previous podcasts, it would be clear that I'm conservative. Um, however, I would describe myself, um, depending on the time of day, as a conservative with libertarian leanings or libertarian with conservative leanings. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I do that, actually, uh, is honestly because if you say you're libertarian, it it carries with it certain connotations, all of which are false, as far as I've seen, by the way, um, because it seems like an extremist stance. And honestly, I think this is one of the reasons why, in the past, libertarianism hasn't managed to make the strides I really believe it should have or could have, um, because it is a, a, a certain philosophy that is seen by many as not only extremist, but maybe even exclusionary. Uh, and, for example, I saw a few um, responses to the Libertarian Party on Twitter or something about, you know, you know, libertarianism is, is only good for, I don't know, white guys, or it's, it's, it doesn't embrace, you know, people of different, you know, sexual preferences and genders. All of that is wrong. Um, I'm going to explain why in just a minute here. Um, but I really just wanted to make it plain what my views are in general, because in truth, libertarianism isn't merely a political stance. It really is more of a philosophy. It's a life philosophy. Um, and people uh, who are not familiar with objectivism or libertarianism, the roots of that, uh, or are not familiar, for example, with Ayn Rand's works, um, they... First of all, they are, because they don't know, they're subject to um, a lot of misinformation out there, and they don't know what's right and what's wrong. Uh, for example, maybe the biggest one, and I'll, I'll try and dispel this in just a minute, is the idea that it's all based on, on greed or something like that, or it excludes uh, people who you know can't function or won't function or whatever. All of that is interesting because uh, the core principles of libertarianism and objectivism uh, focused heavily on the individual, and we're, of course, going in the opposite direction. You know, Democrats want socialism. That much is plain right now. And I have a podcast, a separate one, on um, on socialism and, and how it's essentially just a soul-crushing ideology. You, you can listen to that at your leisure. This is more about uh, a simple, straightforward approach to libertarianism and objectivism and... Um, I, not complicated. I'm going to make this as straightforward as possible. You will see, uh, for example, if you're a Republican or, Republican or conservative, that it it does fall more in line with your views. Um, if you're a liberal uh, or certainly a socialist, it's, this is on the exact opposite end of the spectrum for the most part. Um, so let me let me begin with with something very simple. Something the core principle is is the individual and. People will see this as cold, you know, that people will see this as selfish. They will see it as uh, the opposite of compassion. You know, it, it, it's, it's not this all kumbaya communal type um, 
approach, which is, again, what all Democrats want, which absolutely does not work and has never worked. Um, the, the individual is really the, at the core of, of, of this whole, of this whole ideology, the individual's core capabilities, uh, and what that person can uh, contribute, um, in terms of their capacities, their own strengths, what they're going to put out there, um, they, again, they, they say that this is not a compassionate thing. When in fact, when in fact, if you really think about it, it is the most altruistic approach to society and civilization that there is. Altruism, as most of you probably know, is, is about, you know, caring for others and, and doing good by others and helping others step up. And that's really what altruism is, what's good for the group. What's good for the group is that the individual succeeds first. That is the rule. That is really a core concept. You know, it's it's really based on the old adage of, you know, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man a fish, he will fish for a lifetime. He'll eat for a lifetime. Um, that's really what this is on, on a grander scale. Uh, there is a reason why it's based on pride. Because you have to have pride in your life. You have to take responsibility for your life. Pride and responsibility are two things that are flying out the window at an alarming rate. And they completely disappear in extremist, socialist, and, and, and far leftist uh, approaches to society. Those, those just die out. They don't want you to have them. They want you dependent on big brother. They want you dependent on big government. They want you dependent on your neighbor. That doesn't work. Because the incentives are all wrong. The incentive to live is all backwards. The belief that you draw breath so you are entitled to this and that is wrong. You are not entitled to anything. Nobody is entitled to anything. The only thing you are entitled to is freedom. The freedom to do what you like, provided you are not infringing on the rights of others. Now, it is not greed-based. It is not non-compassionate. It is altruistic. You focus on the individual. And why? Because when the individual rises and does things as best as he or she can do, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't call for everyone to be geniuses. It doesn't call for everyone to be um, business geniuses. And it doesn't call for everyone to, uh, you know, work a zillion hours a week. That is not what this is about. What this is about is taking pride in yourself and your abilities and working hard every day to get the best out of yourself. This translates, this gets disseminated among the community. When people see that you are working hard, they work hard to match you. That's how this works. They don't come to you looking for handouts. We trade value for value. Trading value for value is at the core of objectivism and libertarianism. You have value. I have something of value. We trade. Now, value, of course, in the way we have society structure, one side of value is money. And the other side is ability. Uh, again, you may not be familiar, but in Atlas Shrugged, um, there's a point at which, um, you know, 
uh, one of uh, somebody comes up to a businessman, and he is actually what is a pirate in the in the in the story, and he's known for basically going after government tanker ships and stealing everything they've got. And he's obviously an outlaw. And he goes up to a very successful businessman and he drops a bar of gold at his feet and says, that's yours. Um, it was stolen from you. I'm giving it back to you. And this feeds into the opposite end of the spectrum, which is socialism, where they essentially take everything and, you know, spread it out among, among the other people. You earned it, but it's going somewhere else. They're taking it and doing with it what they please. It has nothing to do with you. And what he's saying to them is that what he's saying to this uh, businessman who has worked very, very hard and has delivered something very special. In this case, it was a certain kind of steel. It was a new kind of steel that was going to revolutionize, uh, you know, transportation and other um, various elements of of the infrastructure. Um, So, of course, he would be heavily taxed. And but there's a level that you go beyond. And obviously they were going beyond it in the story. And we're going beyond it now. We're taking everything away from people who succeed by taxing the achievers and giving it to the non-achievers. That's what socialism is. That's what slavery is. Okay, that is not freedom. There's no freedom involved. And I think what people believe now, the next step is, okay, so if everybody has all this, you know, like the people who have all the money, what are you saying? Are they immune? Should they not have to pay taxes? That's not what this says. What this says is, under libertarianism, there's a much, much smaller government which we absolutely need. It's way overbloated. As we've all seen, look at the recent government shutdown. Did anything change? You could leave the government shut down for a year. I'm not sure much would change. We don't need half of it. It's maybe 60-70% of it I'd say we don't need. Massive federal salaries that taxpayers are responsible for. These people, many of whom, and I have come in contact with several, they're proud of the fact that they work you know, 32-36 hours a week and get paid in an astronomical number. I had no sympathy. None when the government was shut down. The idea that these people are standing in food lines is insane. And if you are, and you were making that kind of money, then you have a whole money budgeting problem that I don't even want to get into. And of course, you were going to get your back pay anyway. And everything was going to go back to normal. You're going to go back eventually. We all knew it. But the point is, the government is much, much, much too large. In libertarianism, the government is not that large. We don't need that much. And in point of fact, when you have a Society that is functioning on a high level, you don't need it that much. The bigger the government gets, the less capable society becomes, or it could be the chicken or the egg. The less capable society becomes, the more they need Big Brother. That's when socialism comes in. That's when the lifelines start coming out. You can't function, so we're going to have to function, allow you to function from our standpoint. We're going to give you money. We're going to give you this person's money. We're going to give you resources provided by somebody else. You can't do it. So what? We'll make sure you continue to live. And not only live, live in comfort at the expense of someone else. None of that works. In libertarianism, there's a small government. Hence, it doesn't require that many taxes. Taxes are minimal. Government is minimal. And that is the encouragement that people have to succeed on their own accord. They will do everything that they can do to make themselves better. And it's not just about, it's nothing to do with money or material things or greed. In The Fountainhead, in Atlas Shrugged, in, the, in, in these books, in, in Ayn Rand's books, for example, um, it, none of the heroes care anything for money. Money is not even part of it. They don't care about material things. They're not working hard for any reason that has anything to do with money or material gain. 
That's not what they're doing this for. They're doing this from a sense of pride, from feeling like they are productive and giving something to the society that is absolutely essential. But also because they should believe they want to be around like-minded people who will pay them what they deserve, what they are owed. You trade value for value. If something is more valuable, it's worth more to people. And for people to afford it, they must work harder. They must do apply themselves as best they can to get that. It all works in conjunction. It is a circular form of of progress. Everyone works individually as best they can and everyone benefits because of it. As I said, it is hugely altruistic to go out there and do your best every day because you are producing, you are learning, you are becoming something that society needs and furthermore you are becoming a role model for the neighbor next to you. You don't go over there and hand them money. No, you don't. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, the word give, the word give was outlawed in John Galt's utopia, libertarian utopia in, uh, in, in Atlas Shrugged. The word give was just, that does not happen. We trade value for value. There is no give. And this is where, again, the lack of compassion argument comes in. People say, well, then this means that people who can't help it, People who are, you know, born with disabilities or people, you know, mental or physical or uh, the, the elderly, for example, this means you're kicking them all out in the cult. That is not what that means. That is not what that means. Bear one thing in mind. All these assistance programs, all the welfare, all of that, the majority of it is going to people who are choosing not to function. Make no mistake. It is not going to people who can't. It is going to people who won't. And the more you do it, the more you give these things away, the more you're going to get people who choose not to. And then you get idiocy, dangerous idiocy, like in the Green New Deal, where they say, you know, if you if you choose not to work, we'll still take care of you, which is so backwards and so disgusting. It just, it makes me nauseated. And it's hugely dangerous. That is the danger. The danger is not in having people become something and earn things for themselves. The danger is in taking things from those people and turning those people into slaves. Socialism turns the doers and the achievers into slaves and enables everyone else to leech off them for their entire lives. This can't happen. And again, the the people who are disabled, the people who cannot help it, they are taken care of. They there are there would be things in place for them. If you're born with with a mental or physical disability that honestly limits you in no matter what you do, yes, absolutely. Society should try and help this person. If you were wounded in war or if it was an accident, yes, we should try and help this person at least until they can get back on their feet and many of them can. But you do not do these lifelong welfare binges, which has resulted in generations of people being on the take. This does not result in production, and as we have seen, we've only gone backwards. We've only slid backwards into a complete lack of production and progress. We are in full regression mode, and socialism would be the cherry on that disgusting Sunday. Libertarianism is freedom. Objectivism, you should read up on it. It's not as complicated as it sounds. It's simply about the individual. It's simply about 
structuring your life around your own strengths and building yourself up as much as you can. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with greed. It has nothing to do with material gain. It has everything to do with you taking pride in your life and taking responsibility for your life. If everyone took responsibility for their lives and took pride in everything that they did, from cleaning toilets to building space rockets, for everything, then the entire world would indeed be a utopia. We wouldn't pay, we'd pay a tiny fraction of what we pay now in taxes because the mass overbloated government and, and government assistance programs just simply would be like one one thousandth the size of what they are. People's, the incentive would be to get up and do something, not to get up and not do anything because it's not going to fly. No one is here to protect you. We need to remove these safety nets for a lot of these people because they don't need them. And the more they realize they don't need them, the more they will do something. First, out of sheer fear and necessity. you got to move. No one's going to take care of you. But as time goes on, they will start to learn the value of a hard day's work. Or whatever it is they like to do, provided it's providing something of substance and value to the society. No, I don't need my neighbor to help me. If I fall off a ladder and break my leg, sure, I expect him to come over and help me. If I'm going to paint my house, no. I paint my house. I found a way to paint my house. I could hire somebody to paint my house, or I could paint it. But I'm certainly not going to ask somebody to do it for free. I'm not going to ask you to pay my bills if I'm a perfectly healthy individual. And if I'm unhealthy, why am I unhealthy? That is the other question. People can claim to be disabled, and some actually are disabled physically, for example, especially the massively overweight, of which we have millions. But how'd they get that way? We, they got that way only one way, themselves. And now, they're simply living off everyone else. Those massive medical expenses, you think they're paying for them? No, we're paying for them. What incentive is there to get healthy other than to avoid dying? There isn't one. Throughout, this whole, throughout their entire lives, they've been told that everything's okay, that there is going to be a safety net, that if you ate yourself into a coma, somebody's going to take care of you. Somebody will pay the medical bills. You don't have to worry. It's amazing to me. You know, you watch shows like My 600-Pound Life. None of these people work, but they seem to have plenty of money to spend on food. How is this happening? None of this should be happening. They don't get anything. No, no, no. Uh-uh. That was you. Okay? That is not an inherited genetic disability. And I understand that it's a disorder. It is a self-inflicted disorder. And you can fix it by not eating so much. And you can fix it by moving. And yes... All of that is possible to do without the medical establishment. The whole stomach stapling thing, the whole surgery thing, that's all, you don't need any of it. That's all a lie. And in doing so, you will prove to yourself that you can do it. You can get up and move around and be a human again. For all the people out there suffering from self-inflicted disabilities, that is where we are. That is where, and that's where we could be if we all just said, you know, you're not, no, it's, we're, not, we're not taking care of you anymore. Libertarianism is about freedom and enabling the individual to be everything he or she can be. The caveat is that that person actually has to do it. That's it. It's very simple. It's not about sticking to old-fashioned beliefs. It's not about, it's not about any of that. It's, not about, it's about religious freedom. It's about... Ultimate freedom. You can do whatever it is that you want. You're not restricted by anything. Race, gender, none of that matters. 
That has nothing to do with libertarianism. It's all about the individual. It doesn't matter if you're pink, purple, polka-dotted, likes to sleep with goats. It, it doesn't matter. Provided you are not infringing on the rights of others and you are not draining from the system, provided you are giving something to that system, providing value, then that is all we need. And that's all you'll need. That's all anybody will need. Some people will make a lot of money. Some people won't make as much. Money's irrelevant. Pride is everything. The pride and responsibility of your life, taking great pride and responsibility in your life, that will translate. That will create the snowball. The only snowball the opposite side creates, socialism and all that, is just misery and destruction and slugs. People just can't move. Can't even get out of their own way. Can't put in a light bulb. Libertarianism? We might finally get back to people actually, humans doing some amazing things. Whether they want to be artists, whether they want to be in the technical field, it doesn't matter. This is simple, simple, simple. Libertarianism, objectivism, individuality 101. It has nothing to do with greed, material gain. has nothing to do with a lack of compassion. has nothing to do with exclusion. has everything to do with the ultimate in freedom. Now, can we get it? We might have to take baby steps. Again, one of the reasons the Libertarian Party has not really progressed at the rate it could or should have is because they're really staying fast to, if we, you know, they just take the whole thing down overnight, as in re- literally get rid of the 80% of the government overnight and in- institute their, you know, the utopia, which I would believe would work in the long run, but would be quite the shock to the system initially and why I think people are so resistant to it. So we need to take the baby steps to get there. That is the realistic approach. But it is the right approach. And it, it, again, there, I have some reservations as to uh, you know, what the entire uh, libertarian process and premise uh, entails. I, I have a few, none of which are worth really getting into. Um, and same thing I have, you know, like conservatives. I, I have, I'm on the fence on the whole gun rights thing. I, I am. I, I, don't, I, I can't help it. I am. So, I mean, there are, I'm not full on on one thing. I'm, I'm a full on independent. But in terms of philosophy and society and politics, there's always, I'm sort of bridging that conservative libertarian gap. And I just wanted to make it plain that libertarian is not as insane as, it, as you might think it is. It's not as insane as the mainstream media or liberals want you to think it is. It's very simple. And in many ways, it's the exact opposite of what you've been conditioned to think it is. That's really all I wanted to get across here today. And just to think about it a little bit, do some reading on your own. Again, if you should read The Fountainhead or Alice Shrugged, and actually, they're not as hard to read as you might think. Uh, the Fountainhead's a little trickier, but it's, it also is very, very pure uh, in, its, in its essence, and its, its heroine, our hero of, of Howard Bork, uh, the architect. And he has a big speech at the end, which really sort of sums up everything I'm saying. But again, you don't have to go to, you don't have to even know all that to understand the core concepts. And again, it's very simple. It's very liberating. And it's based on the strength of the individual. And we need to get back to that quick, very, very quickly. If we don't, there's only one direction we're going, and it isn't good. It's very dark. Brightness is at the top of the mountain. The only way we're getting there is if we climb it. Every individual takes those steps. We don't turn to the person next to us to help us up there. We climb it. And guess what? Everyone else will start climbing it too. That's how it works. That's how humanity was always meant to work. You'll see the truth. Just think about it for a little bit.